Welcome everyone to the Ohave Torah Daf Yomi Shiur. Today's Shiur is, of course, Daf Nun Aleph. In Perik Makom Shinagu, we will begin. However, on Daf Nun Amur Bet, at five lines in the bottom, six at the words Bnei Baishan. Uh, also, we'd like to reiterate that anyone who would like to sponsor the class is welcome to send a text, 718-213-3681, and help support the Shiurim. Okay. Okay. We ended off with a discussion about Minhagim. Bnei Baisha Nahug Delo Azina Mitzur Litzidon Maleshapta. The people, once the Mishnah was talking about the Makom Shinagu, the place where they have a Minhag, to uh, the place where they have a Minhag to work or not work on Ere Pesach, we're going to discuss other Minhagim. The people of Baishan had a Minhag that they would not travel from Tzur to Sidon, they would not do business traveling from the city of Sur to Sidon, Shapta on Erev Shabbat. Uh, they said they came in front of Rabbi Yochanan and they told Rabbi Yochanan that our fathers lived in a time with less taxes and they were able to afford the luxury of not working on Erev Shabbat. But uh, we can't if we can't afford it. I guess the taxes were high in those days, or business was bad. Yochanan told them, being that your fathers accepted this upon themselves, you are not permitted to uh, backtrack. And as it says in the pasuk, that you're not allowed to leave. The Torah of your fathers. Torah Timech is the Minhagim of your fathers. Okay? Says the Gemara, B'nei Chozai Nahagi Limefashi Chalim Me'orza. The people of Chozai used to separate Chala from their rice bread. Besides from making regular bread that's Chayav and Chala, of course, made out of the five grains, wheat, Barley, rye, spelt oats, but they would also separate from rice as well as a chumrah. I'm sorry. Chosai is a place. It's a place. I don't know where it is. Okay. Atu of Yosef. They told of Yosef about it. Which means he they went when Yosef told them you could he told them you could go let. A non kohen eat the challah that you separated from the rice in front of you. So the way you're going to uproot the minhag is by telling a Yisrael, go eat the rice that it was separated aside. Usually they've been burning it. Now you let a non kohen eat it. You're showing that it does not need to be separated. Eight ve'abaya. So abaya asked from Yosef. Of Yosef, of course, is abaya's rebbe, and. And Abaya asked him, This seems like a classical case of something that's mutar. 
and people have uh, 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 have accepted on themselves to act as if that's where we're on the top of Nun Aleph Amudaf. You're not allowed to allow it in front of them. So why are you allowing this rice bread, minhag, to be getting rid of when uh, you're not supposed to? Amalah, so he told him, We only said, didn't Rav Chista say that this whole thing is only talking about kutim? Now, kutim are Jewish people who are completely ignorant. They don't know the Torah. So for those people, if you start allowing one thing, they'll allow everything else. But these Jews that I'm with in this place called Chozai, they're Jews, and therefore, therefore it should be okay. Oh, here's Harry, good. Okay. So it says the Gemara back, Kutai Mai Taima. What's the reason why the Kutim we wouldn't let? Mishum the Misri of course, the Kutim will mess up. Hanach Inchinami, also the Peter of Chuzai. Sirichi Milta, they're going to mess up too. If you're going to allow them to ignore the Chala of the rice, they'll end up being Mekil in other places. So, how could Rabbi Yosef do it? Ela Amar Ravashi. Ravashi is disagreeing with Rabbi Yosef. So, Rabbi Yosef, there's a town. Chuzai, where the people were separating chala, like we do from our chala, from our wheat chala, they were separating it also from rice chala, okay. which is not necessary. He told them you could get, get rid of them in hag. Okay? So then, we, we asked the question, you're not supposed to be matir these things to people, because if you start allowing things, they'll start allowing other things. Maybe they'll, they'll, they'll get rid of the minhag of rice, but especially with the people are I mean, artists. So says the Gemara, El Amar Avashi, Chazinan Iruban Orzi Achli. If most of the people eat Oriz, Lo Nechlez Zar Ba'apayu, then you shouldn't you shouldn't have a, a Zar eat it in front of him. You shouldn't let a non-Kohen eat it in front of him to break the Minhag. Because if most of the people are Oriz eaters, then they're going to deal Mamashtacha Torat Chalaminai. We're worried that people will forget about Chalaf. In other words, if most of the bread they eat in that town is rice bread. So then the only challah they were ever separating was, was challah from rice. So you're going to break the whole idea of challah, they'll never separate challah, you'll ruin the whole thing. When they make, when they make regular bread, they'll, they'll never do it. But if most of them are eating dagan, if most of them eat dagan, the first word in the line is ruban, okay? If most of them eat dagan, on nun alf and alf, right? Then, then you could let a non-Kohen eat in front of him. Then we have to break the minhag. Why? Because we're worried that maybe guys will separate from the chiyuv ala patur. Now that's a serious issue. Um, in other words, let's say I, a guy's making two two types of bread that day. He's making some rice bread and some and some regular bread, regular chali, wheat chali. Now, he might say, oh, okay, you know what? I'll put it all together over here, and I'll take some of this chala for everything together. Now, if you take from the rice chala uh, a piece of chala to, to be porter your wheat chala, doesn't do it, because it's not chayavin chala. And therefore, in order to avoid such an issue, if you're in a place where it's majority 
majority bread, you have to worry about that, and therefore you should um, break the minhag in that town. Not for no reason, because there's a, there's a reason that, that there's a leniency that could come by not breaking the minhag. Okay? Gufa. So it seems like they were afraid that uh, if you, when you have Ameha Aretz who really don't know anything, and you break a minhag, so they don't know the difference between you breaking this minhag and them breaking a Torah law too. You understand? But if they're, so we don't we don't get rid of it. It's seemingly in a place where uh, where it could it could where it can't lead to problems, where it's just a safeguard. But if it itself, the minhag itself, is dangerous in itself, in and of itself, like in this case, it's dangerous that a person could have uh, wheat of chiyuvah and you're going to get take rice bread off as challah on, wheat, on your wheat bread, so that's inherently dangerous, then you'll get rid of it. Okay? That's what it sounds like. But seemingly we only got rid of it in a place where they ate mostly, where they're eating mostly um, wheat bread, but had they been eating mostly rice bread, I guess it would be less of a stretch and more and a harder thing to happen. That since people are not really eating the other bread, you don't have to worry about it as much. Sounds like that. What does Mazonas bread have to do with anything? No, it's like today, a lot of people take Mazonas bread and they go to Afrashan why not? Yeah, Hafrashat um, Chala uh, has nothing to do with whether you make, uh, well, it has something to do, but you still have to make Hafrashat Chala even on cookies or cake. Okay? Gufa. Divanim hamutunim v'achanim nahagu bahem isur. Things that were mutar, and other people know hegli isur, you're not allowed to allow it in front of them. Amar Abchista. We're talking about only kutim, which means people, uh, they don't, you can't allow anything in front of them because they, they, you, you have to worry they'll get rid of other Yisurim. And you're not worried about regular people? Didn't we learn it in a brighter? You're allowed to take a bath two brothers together. But you don't allow two brothers, two grown, fully grown brothers, to take a bath together in the city of Kabul. There's a story. They were, they were strict not to allow in the city of Kabul. And there's a story in, 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 with Yehuda and Hillel, the sons of Ivan Gamliel. They both took a bath in Kabul. And everyone in the town was was uh, talking about them. They said in their life, we never saw anyone allow such a thing. Two people in a bath together. And Hillel, one of the sons, stopped and he went out to the Bet Merchatz in order not to take a bath with his brother. He didn't want to tell them it's mutar. So you see that even 
on people who are not kutim, you have to be careful not to break them and hug in front of them. Another story, it says, Yotzin Bikord Kimon. You're allowed to go out with wide-fitting shoes, Bishabbat. When, and we're not worried that maybe they're going to fall off and you're going to carry them for Amot. In the town of Biri, you're not allowed to do it because they have a minhag not to let, only tight-fitting shoes. The two sons again of Rabban Gamliel also went there. They also yelled at him in this town. They said, we never saw anyone be so lenient to walk out with such wide-fitting shoes. And when they heard what happened, Yudah and Hillel took them off their feet. They gave it to their slaves. Now, how do you give it to the slaves? And every Kanani has to keep the rules. That's a separate question. Uh, they they answer that question. You don't have to get smashed. They had avadim goyim that they that they that they rented. It could be that their slaves. When it says that their slaves, doesn't mean that they were, they were ever kind of full. It means they were hired goyim, and therefore they didn't own them. And therefore they don't have to keep shabbat. Okay. But either way, they got rid of it and they gave it to this. They gave it to somebody to carry. They didn't want to tell them it's mutar to, to wear them. And the third question, it says, if the goyim have their stands in the marketplace, right, and they have these stools in front of the stands, which if you sit in the stool, it looks like you're buying stuff on Shabbat from the goyim. It looks like you're a store customer by sitting on the stool. And halakha is if a guy is tired, he's walking and he's tired, and the guy doesn't mind, you're allowed to sit on the guy's stool, technically. Even though it looks like you're a customer, you're allowed to do it. But in Akko, they don't let. Rashbag once sat on a bench in a in a a goy store on Shabbat. Everyone started yelling about Rashbag. We never saw anyone so lenient to go sit on a on a bench like that. Nishmat al So Rashbag, when he heard the story, he got off and he sat on the on the on the ground. He didn't want to sit on the bench anymore. They didn't want to tell him So you see, it's not just in front of of the kutim. How could Rabbi Yochanan say it's only in front of kutim? We see it's in three different stories. Now, the word Medinatayam was here. I was wondering yesterday in the other Gemara why it's in Medinatayam, because uh, Akko is part of Eretz Yisrael. But here it's like B'nei Medina. Right, yeah, they're, they're, they're asking my question. Okay, good. So the, in these places, the people of the Medina, they're like they're like Kutim because they don't know any halachot, 
and therefore he didn't want to t- teach them anything. There's not a lot of Tamidei Chachamim there, therefore they're like Kutim. If you're in a town with no Tamidei Chachamim, there's troubles. You don't, t- you don't teach them any Hitterim. Okay. I understand the problem when you're sitting on the benches of Goyim. It looks like you're buying and selling. In the wide-fitting shoes also. We're worried the mic fall off. And you're carrying four more. But what's the problem of taking a bath together? What's the problem over there? Says the Mark on any man, you could take a bath with any man in a in a bathhouse. Besides for your father. Chamiv, your father-in-law. Bal Imo, your mother's husband. Bal Achoto, and your sister's husband. And we allowed going to father... Because you have to take care of your father. So too, to your your uh, mother's husband. If he needs help, sometimes you'll have to do it also. They made an extra gizera on two brothers. Because it looked, if you do two brothers, we're worried that maybe you'll come to do your sister's husband also. That's the reason why. Okay, all these types of people, even though we're not worried in general, but we're worried that you'll start thinking about where people came from, and it'll cause the trouble. Tana, we learned, Talmid A Talmid shouldn't go to the bathhouse to fair with his rabbi. But if his rabbi needs him for help, then mutar then yolaru, because it's kavod for his rabbi. Okay. Okay, we're going to learn more about Minhagim over here. So, we know that there's different parts of the animal. Some are chelik, some are chelev, which is forbidden fats you're not allowed to eat, and some are permitted fats. Okay. Ki atadabba Achal the itra. He ate the itra, which means he ate the chelev of itra. There's, there's two types of fats. There's chelev dakshata and chelev dayatra. Now, the chelev dayatra is mutar. But some people don't eat it because it looks a lot like the chel of the akshata. Okay? So he ate the chel. There's a beautiful picture of it over here if you want to take a look at it. This is the stomach of the cow. Okay? Mm-hmm. Over here is the chel This is the mutad one. This is the stomach. This is the chel that's right on the stomach. Okay. And this is the chel of the akshata, which is asur. Okay. The bottom one. Yes. Okay. okay. And people don't eat the bottom. Some because some place they don't eat the other one because it looks like that one. Yes. Okay. Okay. So when uh, when Rabbi Barbachana came from Eretzel to Babel, he ate the chelev of the atra. Ula gebe Rav Iva Saba, the Rabbi Brei Dev Huna. 
So if Eva Saba, Rabbi Huna, showed up in his house to visit him, he just came from Israel. When he saw the rabbis coming, he covered up what he was eating from them. Wow. Okay? Because in Babel, people don't eat it. They went and told Abaya what happened. He told him, He thinks you guys are like Kutim. Because he's not telling you that it's Mutar. If you guys, are, if you guys, if he thought you guys were Tamidiyah Hachamim, he would explain to you that it's Mutar. Instead, he covered it. He thinks you guys are Kutim. That's why he's not telling it to you. The Rabbi of Achana, let lehadetna natonim lechomream akom sheyatzam mishem lechomream akom sheyalach mishem. Doesn't he agree with our Mishnah? In our Mishnah, when we discussed people who leave one town to go to another town, we said that we give you the chumrot, the strictness of the place that you left and the place where you came. Why isn't he taking the strictness of Avel and not eating it? Amar Abaya, Abaya says, Hani mili Babel le Babel. That's if you're going for two places in Babel. Or from Israel to Israel. Inami mi Babel, or you go from Babel to Israel. Avam Erzel le Babel, lo kema danan kaifinon lehu, avdina kavatayu. Since the people in Babel are subordinate, they're secondary to the people in Israel. Israel was where the Torah, the Sanhedrin was. And they were the ones who were making the Chodesh and they're in charge of Halachot. When it comes to Halachot, they don't have to follow our Min Hakim. We have to follow them. They don't have to follow us. That's the first answer of Abayah. Vashi has a different answer. I feel It's the same thing even if you go the other way. That's only when you're not planning to go back. He says he was going back to Israel. He doesn't have to accept the new minagin. Going to the second shot, you do have. You always have to accept the minagin wherever you go if you're planning to stay there. But if you're planning to go back, you don't have to accept all the rules. Okay. Amalei Rabba Babarchana Lebrei. Rabba told his son, "Bini, my son, lo tochal, don't eat this mutar chelev, lo befenai, not in front of me, for lo shelo befenai, not not in front of me." I saw Rabbi Yochanan in Israel eating this stuff. I saw Rabbi Yochanan eating it. I could rely and eat it now, whether he's in front of me or whether he's not here. You never ate, you never saw him eat it. Meaning, if you just saw me eat it, that's not enough for you to take them in hack. If you see Rabbi Yochanan eat it, that's enough for you. You didn't see Rabbi Yochanan? That doesn't mean anything. What he just said, Rabbi Babachana, is against what he said, something else. Rabbi Yochanan told me, in between the Kunya and Gina, Vinatal he took sprouts of cabbage. Now, sviachs are cabbages that grow wild. They don't; they, they weren't planted. Okay, he ate svichikrub. 
ואחרון היא איתם עוד שמיטה. ונתן לי ואמר לי בני, בפניי אכול, שלא בפניי לא תאכל. He said, in front of me you're allowed to eat it, but not in front of me you can't eat it. Why? אני שליטי לשמעון חי שאכל, I saw שמעון בר יוחאי eating the סביחי כרוב, כדאי לבי שמעון בר יוחאי לסמוך עליו בפניו ושלא בפניו. You could rely on Rabbi Shimon to rely on him in front of him or not in front of him. But you, in front of me you could eat. So we see that there's a contradiction. Do we say that only the people who saw the big rabbi eat it could do it? Or do we say, do we say that if you're not with the big rabbi you could do it in front of the secondary rabbi but not, not in front of him? Okay. My Rabbi Shimon, where do we see Rabbi Shimon ever allowing it? Tanya, we learned. Rabbi Shimon Omer, All the sviachs, all the things that grow on their own, are asur to eat. After biur, Because sviche kruv, no one's going to make a mistake and say, uh, oh, the, it's, it's a grown product, because there's nothing that, that looks similar to sviche kruv. Chachamim disagree, they say that everything is Asur. So therefore, Rabbi Shimon is the lenient one when it comes to Svichei Kruv. V'chevayu aliba der B'kiva, they both go like B'kiva, the Tanya B'kiva says, Hen lo nizdav no asafet v'otenu. The Pasuk says that if the Jews ask, what are we going to eat on the seventh year, we didn't get to plant and we can't gather our produce. That's the Pasuk. Amar B'kiva, why do you have to say, we didn't plant and we didn't gather? If you didn't plant, how are you going to gather anyway? So says the Gemara, says the Gemara, we hold that Sviach is Asur. And therefore, even things that grow on their own will be Asur. And we see from this Pasuk, because it's telling you, don't gather, don't plant and go, don't gather. Obviously, must be talking about things that you didn't plant and still you might gather. Like like things that grow grow like a sviach. But my kamiflagi, what are we arguing about? Rabbanan sabri gazrinan sviche kruv atushar sviche dalma. So everyone agrees with Rebbe Kiva that you can't gather sviach, but that's referring to sviach that similar to other ones. Rabbanan hold that we make a gizirah sviach kruv atushar sviche dalma. Once we don't let other svichim because they look like other. Other planted items, we won't let Sviach Kruv either, because you might make a mistake. He holds that you don't make that Gizira of Sviach Kruv for other things. Okay, now in the Mishnah we said, to another, to another place, if you go from a place where they do work, to a place where they don't do work. Or from a place where they don't do work, to a place where they do the work, you get the strictness of the place that you left, and the strictness of the place that you're going to. It says the I understand what it means when it says that you go from a place that they do work, to a place where they don't do work, where you're upgrading to a, to a place where you have to do less work, right? That's why person shouldn't change because the machloket. 
ולא להעביד. יש לנו מלאכה. אלא בעת מקום שאין עושים מקום שעושים. If you were in a place where they don't do work, and you go to a place where they do the work, אל ישנה אדם מפני המחלוקת ונעביד. You're going to tell the guy, now you're in a place that work, you have to do work. האמר, didn't we say, נותנים להם חומרי מקום שהלך לשם, וחומרי מקום. Now you give him a kula, right? So you're supposed to give him the... Why are you telling him to do work now? You should tell him not to do work. Abaya Aresha. When we said you shouldn't change for the Machloket, that's going on the first case. When you go from a place that you're doing work, a place that they don't do work. That's what we're telling you to do it. But in the Seifa, where you left from a place they don't do work, to a place they do the work, then we, then we give you the strictness of the place you left from, and you don't do work. So Abaya says... You're always strict. Very simple. Okay? Rava Amar, no. Le'olam ha'sefer. Really, it's going on both. V'hachi kama. This is what it means to say. En bezu mipne shinui machloket. Yes. Really, the guy should not do malacha. He, no, he should change from his minhag and not do malacha. And we don't say that this, that he's not doing malacha, is going to bring him a chloket. And therefore, you could change the minhag that you went to. In other words, you might think that it's a machloket. And you might say that if you have a guy who gets to, an, he came from a town where they didn't do work on the end of Pesach, Right? Now he gets to the town where they do do work. So we tell him, stay with your Chumrah and don't do work. Now, you might think that might, that might bring to Machlokas. Because when people see you're not doing work, they might say, what, you think you're better than us? Why are you not doing work? You know what they're going to say? they say, how many lazy guys there are. Right, if they see a guy not doing work, just because the guy doesn't do work, it's not so obvious. And therefore, it's okay. And that's what the Torah was coming to tell me about the Seifa. You should, you should, we give you the Chumrah of the place that you left, that you have to stick and not do work over here. And we don't say that the Machloka will come because people will assume that you're just being lazy. Okay, we're going to stop at Amalera of Safra, Lerabi Abba, on the bottom of Nun Alf Amalbet. Baruch Adonai Leolam, Amen, Amen.